0: So let's keep talking about the rest of the week because you met up with friends and like yeah. you explored DC a lot and so, all that. So
1: uh, this is part two. Hopefully you've listened to part one.
0: <laughs> if not, go listen to part one.
1: <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the rest of my week, I have two friends who live in DC. One of them is a friend from high school and she came to the show with me on Saturday, which yeah. was super cool because she's not a dancer.
0: Although, fun fact, actually, because I was talking to her after the show as uh-huh. well, and she said she had been to Dance Place before once to take a hip-hop class. Yeah. So that was like a Pretty fun- Pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Really, really fun. I also- And now they
0: listen to the podcast. So shout out to Jill Hi, and Jill Emily.
1: And Emily. What's up? Um, I ran into Emily, who I met at an ACDA conference, like speaking of ACDA. Yeah. Um, a while back and she went to Connecticut college and came up to me and was like, Hey, I remember you from ACDA. It's just such a small world. Like it's cool totally. to like come to DC and be like, Oh, this is my friend from high school. And this is this person I knew from ACDA who we didn't go to college together, but I knew her. And then here's Jonathan. And then here's this person and that person. So the dance world is small and it's awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, which is why I think it's so important that wherever you go, I don't want to say treat it as a networking experience because, but treat it, it, it as a networking experience, right? Like it, it, when we say it that way, it makes it sound like it's a dirty business, like you're being uh, disingenuous, like you're only trying to use people. But like being genuine, being yourself, but being like kind to people, making an effort to like just talk to everyone, get to know them. It's so important, yeah, in our field where everyone knows each other. So it's never about auditions really anymore. It's all about who you know, you yeah. know, for for anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, you didn't audition for Orange Grove Dance, did you?
0: Nope, I met them when I was at school at Maryland. Right. Yeah.
1: So I feel like most of the of the dance scene, it's like you just kind of ask people for the opportunities that you want in a way. Yeah. Like especially or, me coming down for the show was like,
0: Oh yeah. you I, connected
1: me to them. Yeah, I
0: think I mentioned it to you and then I was like, great, hey, Matt Collette, so I think you should hire
1: Catherine. Yeah, and then I talked to them and like it worked out. Like it's... Not about a competition because, like,
0: There's more you could have taken work, photos yeah. of
1: this work, but you were in it.
0: Right. <laughs> you know what
1: I mean? So it's not like yeah. I took the work from you. It's like you couldn't do it. <laughs> right. And yeah. ultimately, like, you can't do all of the work. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to do better about connecting with some photographers in New York who do dance. and.
0: Yeah, I need to do that in D.C. too.
1: Um, Our schedules have not lined up. Like, I we keep trying to find a time for, like, dinner coffee. And it's just like we've had to postpone it for a while. But... I follow people on Instagram and I've tried to like, be better about like commenting on stories. Like when they share cool images, like, Hey, Mm -hmm. Oh, like, that's really cool. Or, you know, just like, not just seeing stuff constantly, but actually um, responding to it and stuff. Um, So yeah, networking. So that was fun. And then um, on Sunday I hung out with one of my friends from college who, uh, her name's Katie, Leone. She's awesome. She works for NPR as a podcast producer. So she has so many <laughs> oh, thoughts for us. is this a friend that
0: you were to- telling me about when we were first trying to figure out all the details and logistics for a podcast? Or Possibly.
1: or no? oh, I have another friend that does radio work in oh, Maine okay. for okay. Maine Public. Um, but it was just, we had like the best chat today because we both were theater and dance majors in college. And we're both now like working every day using those skills that we learned
0: in a creative space in a
1: creative space and getting paid for it you know like by interviewing people and taking all of these parts of stories and putting them together she's literally like making theater work right for an audience but it's like reach it's a radio audience it's not like in theater
0: but wait which which podcasts does she produce are you allowed to say do you know? um
1: do i remember is the question
0: okay i don't i, I listen to a couple npr podcasts i'm I, just curious
1: i think ted radio hour oh i don't know i heard that she of it, like, i don't listen to it i don't know um
0: i listened to a lot of planet money and npr politics <laughs> yeah
1: I, it's not those two <laughs> uh but i don't know it's really it's really cool to think about like some people have like the art that they do the choreography or whatever that's one thing and it doesn't make a lot of money and so then they have this survival job and that makes money but they're not that invested in it and then Mm -hmm. they use that money to live off of so that they can pursue their art yeah but like i don't really like doing that like i like to really like enjoy the thing that i'm doing to make money and my friend katie is like the same way and so both of us were talking a lot about like the intersection between those two things like what kind of thing is a well-paying job but is also Creative and uses all of those dancer choreography skills. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like I've sort of found that in freelance photography work, but also like my other photography job. You know, it's like all the time it feels like I'm actually like teaching kids dance or choreographing something and composing things. And you have to improvise because you don't know what's going to happen. And even just like performance photography, it's a lot like being a part of the actual piece, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're reframing it and shifting the perspectives and all of those things you're choreographing in a sense right um so yeah it was just fun to talk about like the value of like getting paid to be creative Mm -hmm. um and how fun that can be but also not that that's better than people who bartend to do their well i was gonna say
0: it's i think it's 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 great that it's such an open space and there's literally millions of different ways to go about it and mm-hmm. it's fitting whatever whatever you however you want to do it because there are some people who want to do just dance as a hobby so they want that you know day job and they want to just perform practice rehearse in the evenings yeah you know like for me I actually don't think I would want to be a full-time freelance photographer I think that would Take so much of the enjoyment out of it, having to worry about the the business end of it that much, that like I would stop doing it for fun. like I, don't, I think I would lose enjoyment. But like at dance place, even I use a lot of those skills, but I'm I am still accountable to other people. I have coworkers. Like it's it's different than running my own business, so I enjoy using those skills in that sense. And that gives me the freedom to do whatever projects I want to do when it comes to my freelance photography. So I can just kind of do things whenever I have time or whenever I feel like it.
1: And see, I enjoy photography way more when it is a business for me. (laughs) (laughs) Like the value of like getting paid for the work and seeing that like increase over time and doing the marketing and the outreach and trying to connect with new people and like watching it spread through um the internet like going on dance nyc and like clicking an audition link and seeing my photo come up as the thumbnail like i mean i'm sure you see all of that too with like your acda badge but like i really enjoy feeling like i'm doing it as a way to like pay the bills Mm -hmm. you know like it's not just a hobby like i'm like i somehow it helps me justify all of the work or something
0: um yeah actually that was something i had to come to terms with i was like I mean, I don't – I guess I'm technically not a full. I – I don't know if I would call myself a prof, a professional photographer or a very serious hobbyist. You know, like, I don't know because I charge people for my work, but I don't – it's not how I make my living. You know, like, and it's so interesting how it, the, those are really just labels that we give ourselves to make ourselves feel better at the end. Of, you know, like
1: – Yeah. Or,
0: or how I decide to tell other people mm. what my work is. You know, like
1: I have a lot of questions about calling yourself a professional in something because I don't really think that it is linked to if you're the living off of, of the money. Or, yeah, because think about all of the dancers in the downtown New York dance scene. None of us are living off of that money. Mm. But if you don't consider us professional dancers, then there are no professional dancers <laughs> in New York. <laughs> you know, like I was taking Marion Spencer's class the other day, which I've talked about before. And she, like, mentioned to me something about it's referring to me being being in the class because it's a beginner class. She was like, it's great when professionals come and take this class because it, like, is fun to have professionals in the space. Mm -hmm. And for a second, I was like, oh, I guess you're referring to me. Like, Uh (laughs) I don't live off the money I make from this, (laughs) from dancing. But I think it can kind of, like, be like a downward spiral if you start questioning, like, you're not uh you're definitely a professional photographer. Well yeah I would not I ever consider you like just doing this as a hobby.
0: yeah, well, and I guess it's interesting because saying you're a professional also has does not tell anyone like about the quality of your work either. like you can be I mean okay I mean you can be a okay photographer and still make a living out of it and you can be an and you can be an amazing photographer or dancer but not really get paid for it. You know, like, so it's also, yeah.
1: But this has also been like marketing comes in because if right. you truly are an amazing photographer and you're not getting paid for it, why aren't you getting paid for
0: it? Well, maybe because it's a hobby, you know? Like, maybe you don't care about it. I about guess the that's money, true, yeah. Right? Like, if, yeah, you're a, okay. if you're a dentist full-time, but you can afford all this amazing equipment and you just like to go out on the weekends and take pictures. You might take you amazing know? pictures. Right.
1: Okay, I see what you're saying. So,
0: like, the word professional doesn't mean you're living off of that whatever you're doing but it also doesn't mean that you're good at what you're doing you know like it's such a weird term that we use to justify sometimes like charging people our our price or whatever you know like yeah i don't know it's it's such a weird
1: it confuses me yeah (laughs) definitely but i would say that we're both professional dancers and photographers (laughs) it makes me feel good
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh, oh, so wait—you were talking to your friend about podcasts and NPR and all that. Um, also—I saw you—you you did a photo shoot at the Kennedy oh, Center.
1: That was really brief, but really fun. Oh. I so I've been walking around the past couple of days just with my camera, which is fun. You know, like I don't know. I always. Uh, I keep reflecting on, like, even though I'm doing a lot of professional work, I still want to just, like, bring my camera with me to shoot her fun, which is reassuring that it's still, like, fun for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I was just walking around taking pictures of things. Happened to have it when I was walking around with Katie, and she took me to the Kendi Center. I've never been there before. Oh, She used to intern there, so she was giving me, like, a little tour, and I saw these, like, the, you know, it's huge. I mean, the whole building is so
0: beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I was
1: shocked when I walked inside. Whoa. But I noticed all these pillars and I was like, whoa, Katie, this would be such a good photo shoot spot. All these <laughs> leading lines. Like, this is so cool. I know
0: exactly what you're talking I mean, I saw the picture, but I also know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: And then she's been doing all this yoga in- recently and Drish was like, oh, I'll just do like some handstands. And I was like, that's so cool. I didn't know you could even do handstands. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, the photo shoot took two minutes, <laughs> but it was fun. Um, um,
0: so that was your... oh yeah
1: your saturday you had your no sunday
0: oh talk about your dance thing so saturday it was actually kind of nice i was up okay so i'm on the marketing team at dance place and every friday night usually what happens is i'm in the theater for dress rehearsal i'm filming b-roll and then i edit it that night to put out a behind the scenes type video on ig on igtv and facebook kind of as a last like this is the aesthetic of the company. They're here now. They're inviting you to come see the show. Come get a ticket. You know, like that's kind of the idea behind it. Um, and actually, I don't know if it's actually achieving that, but it makes the companies that come through feel like we're really taking care of them on the marketing side, which is a nice byproduct. Like that wasn't the original inten- intention. Um, but so I was making the video for Orange Grove, but it just meant I my Friday nights are very very late. So, I was up until, oh, I don't know, like 2 or 3 a.m. editing this video, which is kind of normal, actually. Uh, it, it took, yeah, anyways. But then I got to sleep in Saturday, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to do anything until my call time Saturday evening for the show. So, I slept in, I got some work done, it was really nice. And then got home after that, and I went to bed as soon as possible, which still wasn't that early. But then I got up at like 6 a.m., more like 5 a.m. because it was Daylight Savings today. Oh, yeah. um, To go because my kids were at a competition and they were like going on at 830 in the morning. I was like, oh, my gosh. So I had to get there early to warm them up and review with them and all that kind of stuff. But um, I had two teams going on hip hop and they did really well. They both got high gold, which is a a good rating score. And then my younger group, they got third overall in their category so it went well
1: did any of your um dancer students come see your show
0: yeah so um both nights like two different studios came cool so it was really fun to see them and it's I mean it's interesting because most of them know me as a hip-hop dancer because that's what I teach and so when I tell them I'm with a modern company they're like what
1: (laughs) yeah but also you're like solos in that piece definitely there was a house influence yeah yeah yeah. Yeah.
0: um which is very different from the other stuff i've done with orange grove this is the first time there's been this kind of cross fusion of movement usually it's very Mm. like there is not any hint of it and when there is i actually work really hard to get rid of it Uh because i don't want well and matt and clett also like will see it and they'll tell me and they'll make me change it but like i don't want to look like the hip-hop dancer that's with a modern company You know, like I want to just be a company member and we're all very different, but like, but we, we all have like a same way of moving together. And all of a sudden throwing in that hip hop element really takes you out of that aesthetic. And so like with this solo, we started with me just improvising, like they told me to do a house improvisation to the song that we were using. But then we took that and deconstructed it and changed the quality of the footsteps and, you know, all that. And so I really struggle in that solo like (laughs) because i have so many habits and tendencies from house that i naturally use and you know like the ways i shift my weight and matt was like i kind of don't want you to do it (laughs) like think about this quality instead and he uh i forget how how he said it but he like he he said like there should be this feeling of like turmoil and conflict in you anyways so like that embrace that and run with it because Mm -hmm. for the longest time i felt so frustrated like I know I'm just doing, like, my old habits. I can't quite get this yet. Um, but after he, like, gave me that permission to feel uncomfortable and, like, and, and not satisfied, it actually helped a lot. Um, and then, actually, it happened to work out that the weekend right before Orange Grove, Hervé Kubi was here. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a really awesome – like, Hervé, he does – you know, his company members are all, like, b-boys, but they take their movement into this concert dance realm and, like, they turn into more contemporary, you know, like, this kind of flair. So – that and then I saw efrat Ashiri dance at Maryland mm. the same week and she was doing all this breaking, whacking, house movement, but to this um like three or four piece band musicians, they're playing like this like uptown jig kind of feel the whole time. So huh? like I saw two examples right before I had to go on stage of how people were taking this urban dance movement but using it in a very different way to other kinds of music. So it was like a combination of all three of those things that helped me like feel more settled and feel more okay with myself right. with the solo which was nice i was not expecting all that <laughs> so uh-huh. yeah
1: i mean to me when i saw it it didn't look like oh and now here's a hip-hop solo
0: That's like good.
1: <laughs> we, we were talking the other day about um like the benefit of taking classes in different genres and stuff so that yeah. your like movement vocabulary is diversified and i think a lot of times like in New York, contemporary dancers all take classes with the same teachers at the same places. Mm -hmm. And then you go to their shows and you're like, you're literally doing the same moves that I do, that they do, that we all do. Mm. So there was something interesting about the solo where it looks like contemporary dance, but you were doing things with your feet that I was like, I've never done that in a dance class before. So like, (laughs) did you just make that up? Like it was still the same like aesthetic and like um, quality of the rest of the piece but you were doing things that weren't just like trademark contemporary dance moves mm. oh thank you so it I'm, added fairly I'm that <laughs> but it, yeah no it definitely wasn't just like oh here's the hip hip-hop dancer and the contemporary. I just think it's really cool that your students got to like see you in a dance show like that you mm-hmm. know
0: yeah well because also like all they really know is recital and competition yeah which is very you know like, It's not bad, but it all looks the same.
1: I had never seen a show like that until like college. Mm -hmm. So for them to like see that kind of dance and then also see their teacher in it. Yeah. Like that must help so much with them just like respecting you in (laughs) class. You know what I mean, though? Like,
0: well, and it just I think it helps that it opens their eyes to what is possible with dance. Yeah. Because up until, you know, unless you go to the Kennedy Center all the time to see Kyle Abraham or whatever big name company, Mm -hmm. you really know recital. Competition and TikTok. So you think you can dance <laughs> TikTok, right? Like all the TV shows, which are so commercialized. Like they all, they all the dance shows really also look the same, more or less. Yeah, because they know what sells, and it's, so it's always the same thing with a flare, maybe or a little twist. But you know, so yeah. um But I think that's kind of the end of our recap. So now we're recording
1: part um, two.
0: It's almost two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> But I'm actually feeling awake. Feeling good. <laughs> Which is very surprising because I am definitely sleep deprived after all this.
1: Yeah, but you're also nocturnal. So
0: <laughs> that is true.
1: Um, so I think we should we mentioned in part one that we had an episode that we trashed <laughs> because we were pretty <laughs> sleepy and it did not sound good. But yeah. we kind of want to like recap that episode a little bit now that we're more articulate. Right. Well, um, mainly
0: because we got an email and so we, and we want we, we attempted to talk about the email. We responded
1: answer. to the email, but then we also wanted to bring it up on the podcast because we figured more of you guys might have similar questions.
0: Yeah. So first off, you should definitely always email us either questions or compliments or critiques or whatever you want, really. We just want to hear from you.
1: We also just want to know who's listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're listening, we want to know who you are. <laughs> Come say hi.
0: Yeah. Um, but this email was from your mom.
1: Yep. Um, my mom asked us, um, about the difference between speed lights and strobes because we've mentioned both and we haven't done a great job as with a lot of technical photography things about actually explaining what it is that we're talking about,
0: which we are trying to get better about. Um, but this is also one of those topics where like it's, it can get so in depth. It's hard to just give a simple answer without going too, you know, like, too far into the details.
1: And also, like, we're trying to figure all of this stuff out, too. So, like...
0: So, disclaimer, we might be wrong with Yeah, this stuff. <laughs> like,
1: this is just, like, what we think, like...
0: However, I will anyway. say, I mean, we have... We do have experience using this stuff, but yeah. we might still have things that are In incorrect. terms of
1: the actual, like, terminology. Yeah. Um,
0: so, but basically, so, a speed light versus a strobe. So, a speed light, at least the way we talk about it, is the smaller flash that you can attach onto your camera that it's like a long rectangle usually and you can twist it and bend it to change the direction but it's smaller more portable and it fits on your camera there are also times you can take it off and you have to buy a trigger to then remotely trigger it um but like that's the the pros to using a speed light are portability i think and cost it's usually it's cheaper to buy one speed light than one strobe Versus a strobe, they're much bigger, so they're harder to carry, but they provide a lot more power. Um, and yeah, so basically, uh, right? Is that it? I mean, as like the main points, you you use light modifiers for both of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the main takeaways for me is that a strobe isn't just like a more professional, better version of a speed light. Right. They're like two they're used tools. for different things. Mm-hmm. So like wedding photographers who are doing really high-end work will still use speed lights because they can put them off camera, have like eight of them with them and put them like in corners of the room and do a lot of different stuff with them. They're more like just versatile like that. If you go to a photography studio to get like portraits done, they better be using strobes. <laughs> well,
0: not better be, but they are they usually probably using are. strobes versus um, the speed light. Because there's
1: more power. Um, and one benefit of having more power is like the recycle time. Yeah. Um, so
0: right. They have strobes have bigger batteries or you can plug them into the wall, which you can't do with speedlights. Yeah. Speedlights so take batteries. Right. So then you can take more pictures in succession before the the flash has to recharge.
1: Yeah. Um, but both speedlights and strobes have a pretty small, like they're pretty small light sources without modifiers, which means that the light is like not very soft. Um, so for both of them you do use uh like modifiers like soft boxes and umbrellas or you can like point them at the wall or the ceiling to make the light source bigger
0: mm-hmm. yeah so long story short they're two different tools you would use them for different reasons but generally speed lights are more portable cheaper but less power strobes are more powerful but bulkier and usually more expensive and they're both strobe- flash like they're right.
1: subcategories of
0: Right. They're not constant Flash lights. Light sources. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, we love answering questions. So email us. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or actually, I think what'll be even more helpful is if you have a topic you would like us to debate, because I feel like that's when we get really interesting conversations when we have to argue over something. <laughs> yep. We love it. <laughs> like what is your opinion on X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Um, so actually wow. question. I mean, I know you don't own a uh, Strobe. But if you had to pick between strobe and speed light, like what would you, what would your current choice be? If you had to only pick one,
1: for what sort of thing?
0: Like, so all of the stuff that you do right now, uh-huh. if you had to pick just speed lights or just strobes, what would you pick? Like you have, you can have multiple of them, but you're only allowed to have one type.
1: Oh, um, I mean, I live in New York City without a car, so speed lights, obviously. <laughs> um, my backpack is already heavy, but also for like my genre of photography for like my personal work i don't really do uh i don't really like doing photo shoots and headshots that much um which we could debate (laughs) this is a topic (laughs) well there's nothing but that's that's a um, personal preference it's a personal preference my favorite thing is doing like what i did for orange grove like documenting live choreography like performances and everything else is like a side thing um but for speed lights that's what you would use for events mostly Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can also use them for headshots, which I also do and photo shoots and all kinds of stuff. Um, but it's mostly the portability thing for me. If I had my own photography studio and I was doing like photo shoots and portraits, then it would be strobes.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think for me, if I had to pick only one, I would pick speed lights, but I like using strobes better, but speed S- lights are just more versatile. Totally. So you can use in every situation you could use a strobe for you'd have to buy more speed lights to get the same amount of power but you could still do it you know but like a strobe you it's harder to bring that into like an event for example mm-hmm. so i do like using my strobe more though
1: <laughs> yeah it's fun to use but it's if you had to only have one i mean imagine doing doing an event with only your strobe like what would you do like set it on your shoulder and walk around
0: (laughs) i'd have an assistant follow behind me with like a huge umbrella attached to it yeah Um, would that work well yeah but i mean but if you like only did studio portrait work then i think strobes would be 100 percent what i would do Mm -hmm. or even
1: like on location photo shoots and stuff like we used yours outside for the baits dance yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so like it's Mm -hmm. not like it's an only an indoor tool um but think, it's- and actually,
0: I think if you do want to do outside stuff, you actually might want to consider a strobe instead because you have more power mm-hmm. versus a speed light. You just have to get so many more speed lights. Yeah. So,
1: anytime where you're just like. And well, at that
0: point, cost is actually kind of the same. It, to get the same yeah. number of speed lights to equal the power of one strobe cost is actually equal-ish in general. I think so, yeah. So, And then it's it's not even as portable anymore because you're having all these multiple pieces. Yeah,
1: you got like a bag of 12 speed lights yeah, and it's yeah. <laughs> ultimately just as heavy. <laughs> right. But um, recycle time, I think, is like a really big factor because if you're clicking away, shooting a photo shoot, the dancer's jumping again and again, the last thing you want to do is be like, wait a second, the flash has to recharge. Mm-hmm. Wait for it to go off. Okay, we can shoot once more. Wait a second. Like, you want it to be able to just be like ready to go. Mm-hmm so a pro for the strobe one point for team strobe <laughs> <laughs> should we get into it discovery is, of the week yeah it is that time
0: so real quick we're not doing capture critique with this one because we're actually gonna change it up, up a little bit because Catherine took pictures of our dress rehearsal on friday and then right before our sunday show i did a quick little photo shoot for what, what words photo shoot with <laughs> uh, photo. a <laughs> few of the company members so we're going to do a separate capture critique, like a short episode with just that. And we're actually going to turn it into a video episode. So you can also check it out on IGTV and see the images as we're talking about them. But that's why we're not going to do it for this episode.
1: Yep. So look out for that because it'll be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So moving on to discovery of the week so we can wrap things up. Uh, do you want to go first?
1: um no you can go first i <laughs> <gotta> remember mine
0: <laughs> this always happens where we're like what was my discovery of the week clearly not a huge discovery if we can never remember it but they don't have to be that's the thing though it's just yeah. you know whatever you found helpful throughout the week. okay oh, i also, remember sorry, mine sorry, i actually totally forgot it was my birthday this past week. happy birthday <laughs> thanks i feel so old um, um but i was in you, tech so <laughs> you were in tech okay <laughs> but i had dinner with my parents that night which nice. was really nice and um a lot of birthday wishes on social media so i feel very loved
1: um, to Jonathan's parents, if you're listening to this, I wanted to meet you at the show, but I didn't oh, yeah. get a chance to. I'm so sorry.
0: they left very soon afterwards, and I just totally forgot about finding you before they left. It's
1: it's okay. Someday we'll meet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Same with Catherine's parents, if you're listening to this, they
1: were not at the show. I know,
0: but I still have not met them either, so we're even. Yep. So at some point we will all meet.
1: Yeah, but they were there in the theater. <laughs>
0: okay, fine. Okay, fine. My fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come
1: on. <laughs> okay I remember my discovery of the week so I'll go for it
0: oh okay fine (laughs) um
1: (laughs) you pause and I'm jumping in um it's like you know sort of cheesy but it's just like confidence I think is really important like fake it till you make it but also like you're not faking anything because you have the skills is this
0: with regarding your camera
1: (laughs) it's mostly relating to my camera but just like showing up at that job on Wednesday with a camera I had never used before and having to just be like so like not at all let on that i was terrified inside that i was trying to scroll through menus and figure out how to set things up like right there and just be like oh hi like i'm you know as if i had shot a million times on that camera Mm -hmm. and sort of the same thing coming into orange grove and like having colette talk to me and be like by the way the show is really dark and i was immediately like oh i'm not worried like i shoot dark shows all the time like Mm -hmm. Inside, I'm like, how dark is it? What's happening? What am I (laughs) going to do? (laughs) But, you know, like just to know that like the show's 70 minutes, like how many photos do you really need? Like, it's going to be fine. Like I've shot Mm -hmm. hundreds of shows probably at this point. Like it's going to be fine. And um, yeah, never go up to a client and be like, yeah, I've never used this camera before. Or, oh, it's dark. Ooh, (laughs) like don't make (laughs) them worried, you know? Um, So, yeah, that was kind of my discovery.
0: Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny. Um We were joking around at some point, like, during our break in tech. And Colette was like, yeah, so uh, Jonathan's friend Catherine is going to come. He recommended her. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if we ever trust Jonathan's judgment again. <laughs> 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 it was funny. <laughs> I
1: think they'll trust you. Maybe. See. Oh, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> uh, what right. was yours?
0: So I've recently been going to a new church called Passion City, D.C., and they have this awesome. Um, they're actually originally based in Atlanta, and this is like a new branch of the church, I guess. Um, but they have their own music group, and they came out with their an album a new album oh, cool. that I've been listening to nonstop. So I just really love it. The album is called Roar. So if you look up Roar um, from Passion Twenty Twenty on any like music streaming service, uh, I I don't know. I like I go to sleep to this music now. I'll wake up to it. I'll listen to it in the car. Like I just really like it. So if you're looking for some good Christian music, which I realize may not be of everyone listening to this, but I love this album.
1: Check it out.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's cool. going to wrap up this um, two-part episode, right? Yeah.
1: I'm excited for our new discovery of, or not discovery of the week, but a Capture Critique situation. So.
0: Yeah. So make sure you check that out on yeah. our Instagram, actually, if you can, because that'll be the best way, I think, to yeah. look at that. Anyways, in so, the meantime... Follow us. us on Instagram. Oh, yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> we did not practice this part. <laughs> um,
1: follow us on Instagram at still in motion podcast. And please send us an email at uh, still in wow. podcast at gmail.com. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and follow our personal Instagram accounts. Mine is at Catherine Butler and Jonathan's is at J Sue media.
0: And thank you to Shannon for making the music for our podcast and Amanda for designing the graphics. And we will see you all next time. Woo!